Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the extreme. So, on the show today, we have my mate, Matt Carey. And so, Matt, you have been windsurfing for as long as I've known you. We first met on the High Performance Squad, which is that yeah. scholarship at Bristol. So tell us about your achievements uh, at windsurfing and how you originally got into windsurfing. Yeah, so my, uh, my dad windsurfed when I was really young. So I spent like, lots of holidays going around Spain with my That's dad, sweet. windsurfing on the beach and hanging around on the beach. And sort of got into it in a lake in Wakefield, which is pretty near where I'm from. And uh, I went through the British team from junior level, youth level to the senior level and raced on senior circuit, like world tour sort of stuff. And now um, I actually changed nation. Didn't really change nationality. I've got I've got dual citizenship, so I, I transfer see. now. Race for Malta. I'm trying to the games in 2020. No way, that's sick, man. So, how old were you when you when you first started? Like, and did your dad teach you like himself? Um, my dad sort of taught me the basics, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm really thankful to the instructors at Pugnies Country Park, actually, which is in oh, Wakefield. No yeah, uh, he took me there, and they have a little kids club on a Saturday. I was probably I think if I was seven, my brother was five. So it was something around there, maybe eight. But, oh, my God. So what, the ten whole... when I properly started racing, like, nationally. No, that's sick. So the whole family has been involved. Yeah, whole family, whole family. No way, dude. And that's... my mum my sort of can, yeah. No Just, way. Yeah, but it's um, pretty good. So you're around Wakefield, you say? Yeah, yeah. Wakefield. So I'm from Halifax. Oh, no way. Sick. Okay, cool. That's really, really cool. So you st- when did you say you started representing um, is it was, gb or yeah, I was probably, yeah it was, uh, gb oh, so I was representing, uh, my first worlds was in 2012 so i was 14 jesus christ and is that age group or is that like yeah that would be under 15 under oh, 15 sick, and man. Then under 15 under 17 youth is under 19 and senior is whatever whatever floats you jesus about. that's awesome um and how old are you now i'm 20 Cool, and you're and you're representing gb well no, i'm representing Malta, Malta now yeah. so this oh, man, uh, so from sick. the worlds last year we had the worlds my first event representing Malta was, um, yeah, it'll have been the beginning of this season in oh, cool. Palma, which is the first event of the year. No and way. That, yeah, now I'm moving on to my second season representing good old MLT. No way. And so why did you feel like you wanted to make the switch? Uh, well, it's, it's a little bit interesting. So um, there's, you come into university, you have less contact hours with the team as, mm. uh, as it were and I wasn't I didn't feel like I was progressing that much in that sort of team environment mm. um I like running my own program I like doing little, little random bits and pieces yeah, yeah and cool. a lot of cross sports stuff yeah, as well yeah. I want a bit more freedom and uh, the Maltese were really happy to take me on and like yeah I've I, I love going there I love training there mm. it's good, great I definitely think uh the culture of a team environment especially in like a, a solo sport yeah it's so very much vital. individual so yeah, only yeah. one person can go to the Olympics for windsurfing Jesus. per Olympics. It's not yeah, like yeah. swimming where you can send anyone yeah, who yeah. qualifies. Only one person can go. So it's a team environment until it's not a team. And I didn't. I found that environment pretty toxic. Yeah. Oh, that that's really interesting because from a fighter's point of view, I can really relate to that. Where the people around you are vital to your own performance, um, and I think that's where we bonded, particularly over the high performance squad, where. We're all individuals in our own sport, but all we're trying to achieve goals. And that's great about the high performance squad at Bristol because uh, we're we are individuals and we're achieving our own goals, but they're separate goals. Yeah, like you're yeah. not reliant on a training partner to 
help you improve like so i go training with i had a train a few training partners i tra- train with these guys but then you get to an event and it's dog eat dog mm-hmm. i found that yeah it was quite kind of hard to adjust for me so i found that yeah difficult. i can imagine i can imagine that being like it's almost like an internal pressure from the group of people that you're training mm-hmm. with on a day-to-day basis it can make training a little bit difficult with some people yeah i can, I can imagine and how much training do you do and how do you balance that around university? So I probably, I, this year has been a little bit different, but last year, for instance, I did every month, I did maybe five or six days as a camp in Weymouth and I did most weekends. Sick. Wow. So, so, so quite a lot then. Like, and you mentioned you yeah. do a lot of cross training because I remember speaking to you yeah because you climb as well so we yeah 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 we need to go climbing together yeah dude that'd be sick yeah i'd love that yeah i'll hit you up at some point we'll definitely definitely organize yes do a lot of cycling yeah because you did it oh you do it with the university university club so i did a bit of racing for them last year i really enjoyed myself oh sick that's really really good Winterling, you have to be really light right yeah i can imagine compared to your height not even compared to your strength just light to height ratio is kind of important yeah it's strange but um but yeah, climbing's really good because it have yeah, functional body, really functional lean, strength, yeah. and uh, cycling's really good just for the uh, endurance aspect. It's very endurance. And you, and you did a, an Ironman, was it? Yeah, I did an Ironman seventy point three, so the half one. Yeah, oh, it was great. I did Weymouth because it was my it was oh, my local um, horrible weather, man. Horrible oh, really? weather. Yeah, they called it Weymouth summer. It really wasn't Weymouth summer. <laughs> it was sheet rain, but it was really good fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was the deepest I've. That was the darkest place I've been to in a very really? long time. Interesting. Yeah. What, yeah. just because of like the pure endurance? And yeah, that. so the swim was lovely. They actually cut the swim a little bit uh, oh, because yeah. of the pretty of mental the, yeah. waves. But Jeez. I love swimming in waves. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. mess around in waves my whole life. And yeah, but uh, so the swimming was great. And uh, the cycle, I was by myself for like 20 kilometers. Just, oh, and in the sheeting rain. It was yeah, great yeah. when you're with other people, but Ironman's non-drafting, so you have to be at least 12 meters behind each other so you don't get oh, an impact see, okay. from each other it's yeah, meant to be yeah. an individual effort which is great um and it, but it's just nice to see other people so i was by myself i don't know how i managed it for about 20 k's Jeez. and that was pretty heartbreaking but yeah, yeah it was yeah. good once once you get back and then the run was fantastic like the pe- people on all sides of you for the whole of the run like yeah, screaming yeah. you on and shouting it was great but yeah it meant you could go i found you could go pretty deep because there was an yeah. aid station every don't know what it was, but you had 11 aid stations over 13.1 miles. So it was pretty regular. Jesus, that, that sounds pretty brutal. Uh, Gel top up. <laughs> yeah, neck yeah. yourself. That, yeah, that yeah. boost. As well as like a nutritional boost, as well as mm. like a mental boost. Yeah, mental thing. Good. Just, you can just count the aid stations until the finish. And yeah, I, yeah. I found go really deep. At the end, actually, I properly collapsed. That's get taken away. They're like really? force-fed oh, coke man. a little bit. <laughs> it was great, yeah. No, it was good. It uh, sounds like a, proper... a whole new level that I'd ever been to before. Yeah, yeah. My events are mostly like uh, Windsurf Worlds is we'll do five days. Okay. Five days and we'll race um hour and a half to two hours each day. Ooh, Jesus, so it's yeah. not like so you do get a lot of recovery time in between the days okay. so by the end of the week you're physically knackered mm. but and mentally because there's mental aspect yeah, to it all, yeah but you're it's not um it's not so much as a sharp effort and for as weird as it sounds but a four-hour effort is quite sharp for me really geez, <laughs> yeah it's mad old like, man speed <laughs> it's, like, it's a whole different ball game like obviously i'm yeah short, you're, sharp yeah and, you're yeah. really sharp how yeah, long do your fights last uh probably like a max of from say six minutes to nine yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's cra- It's like all that peaking training for yeah. just and you're you know you have like a you got to keep that mental focus up for such for a long five time. Five days, yeah, <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> at I least would... it's not a Tour de France race or like a 
yeah, professional well, cycling. They're psycho, really long. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, they're doing it over a month. Yeah. Oh, that would be brutal. A month away from home. I do struggle with that away from home. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, Interesting. Like the homesickness kind of thing. Yeah. Just not having your own stuff around you and your own mm. routine, like the yeah, traveling. Yeah. I find that for me, when I, I train best, when I have like a retreat, so a place mm. where I can just crash and like an HQ, I call it. So I yeah. come home and I can just have my own downtime. And you but have then, your own stuff around you. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's weird, weird things. Like I did six, six weeks. Well, yeah, five and a half, six weeks traveling in the summer. This, so I did the world, worlds in Denmark and then straight to the Europeans in Poland. Yeah, yeah. No downtime in between, really. Like, you get to the worlds a week and a bit beforehand. Yeah. Do quite a lot of training. You taper and then you do the world championships. And the day after the world championships finished, I drove to Poland. Jesus. And it was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was no downtime. Yeah, You try yeah. and have a bit of downtime. You're always on edge around yeah, the event yeah. site. And yeah, so definitely having your own stuff around you. Like, it's weird, but your own, like, like I like a lot of smoothies, so your own YouTube oh, yeah, bullet yeah. and your oh, own yeah, coffee machine. I had to go buy a coffee machine oh, in Poland because I didn't have oh, one. I, I was like, I need a coffee machine. Yeah, vital, vital. Yeah. So how how do you manage that without burning out? Because surely that's really difficult when you're traveling and competing and being away from home, all that stuff. Well, I think you need you need to bring a lot of your own stuff with you. Okay. So I filled a van pretty much with oh, really? my own stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, just yeah, things like. I should have brought a coffee machine with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why um, cycling teams they have a whole massive Coach. bus, yeah, 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 just filled with like the the ascent that you don't want to have to go out into a shop where you don't really know. Like in Denmark, they use krona and the the currency mm. exchange, and you have to go and if you're trying to find the stuff that you normally have at home, mm. you and you don't think you can get it, you need to take it with you. Okay, okay, so that advice take stuff with you take stuff, yeah, definitely yeah. stuff with you stuff you'd never expected like like all your massage aids if you're going oh, out yeah, for that genius. long yeah things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that yeah so uh how does windsurfing competitions go down i presumably it's a race and yeah so we race upwind we, we'll start on a start line and the start line's like an imaginary line between okay. a boat and a mark in the water. All right. And we'll race upwind. Mm. You can't go directly upwind. You like zigzag yeah, upwind. That's say, where yeah. a tactical side comes in because imagine, yeah. the wind's shifting around. There's, mm. a sh- there's always a shortest way to the mark. Mm. And you're tacking, which is changing direction going upwind to the yeah, mark. Yeah. Um, then you'll do like a course of downwind and upwind, downwind, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's trapeze- trapezoid courses, they're normally called. That's okay. You, go, and- you do a little reach as well in the middle, which is a crosswind. Oh Jesus! That yeah, that sounds really, really technical. It's, yeah, it's like a box. Oh, okay, which okay. way you'll go upwind around one of the two of the corners. Oh, that cool! Sense. And yeah. is that is it a time trial or is it? A, no, everyone that? goes together. Oh man! So you might have it's a little bit smaller fleets in winter, but say in sailing racing, like in mm. lasers, you might have eighty, ninety people on one, one start days. line, which is yeah, that's imagine. a big old start line. Very proper. And proper. if you get taken out, like in the first twenty seconds, you're at the back straight away. Yeah, and it's yeah. just a fight back up. That must be so disheartening. Mm, yeah, you win. You can win it at the. You can lose it at the start, but you can't win it. That's what the coaches always try and say. Oh, you. interesting. So okay. if you if you have a good start, that doesn't mean you're sorted. Yeah, yeah. The next hack, you might be on the back foot again. Okay. You always stay on your toes. What believe. do you think your uh, proudest achievement in windsurfing is? Proudest achievement. Or something <laughs> you're like most so, happy about. Something happy about. Well, I came. This is this is not necessarily an event that I did the best at, but what well, I did one of the best that I've ever. But I performed the best I've performed ever on youth, which okay, was cool. And senior, I've I don't think I've had a performance where I really 
thought that that was my best ever. Mm. Well, part, the Worlds this year went pretty well. Oh, good, yeah? But last year, no, the year before. So 20, 20, 2016 okay. was my best competition from start to end. And that was the um, Youth Nationals. Is that just because of overall performance? Yes, yeah, so I, was, I was lean. I was ready. I was strong. And in the end, I got beaten by a better guy. Okay. He was a better guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy. Really, oh, really, really, really nice dude. But yeah, he was better at that event. But I, yeah, yeah. I came second that event, and that was yeah, that's probably oh, my sick, proudest. Oh, sick, mate! Ones. That's fantastic. Well, like I always find with sport, particularly, it's just a constant battle going in small micro improvements, and the fact that you know you know that's what you did well, and that's mm. you know just the you preparation, went. the ex- execution was good, starts were good. I yeah, was just yeah. On it and. When you feel on it like that, yeah, yeah, of course you, you don't. You don't get that. Up. Yeah, you don't get that much. You don't get that much. Um. So earlier you mentioned about uh, like weight to height ratio and how you know climbing and cycling helps that. Mm. Uh. Now obviously a big part doesn't of that, help you get any taller. No. <laughs> yeah. You can't force that. <laughs> but um, both of us are quite passionate about nutrition. So I was wondering how do you cope with nutrition to aid your performance, but also meet that you know that sort of physique requirement so i'm i'm pretty plant-based like okay, like sick. you Connor. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty plant-based um did go full plant-based and found that pretty not difficult as such but i didn't know if it was doing the best for me i basically i it's a lot for the um for the animal rights point yeah, of view yeah. and uh also like the environment and I, yeah care a bit about that surfing culture sort of makes yeah, you care cool. a little oh, bit yeah, about yeah. the environment no, definitely, definitely. um uh but i would yeah so i don't eat i don't eat meat pretty vegetarian i'm very vegetarian oh cool and uh yeah so lot try and get a lot of protein in i mean yeah, that's, yeah. that's the key protein 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 yeah, yeah. everyone everyone loves to rant yeah, about protein yeah. but yeah Constantly lots of beans chasing. lots of broccoli yeah standard and, yeah. like yeah so what made you want to get into that jump like when when did you go to that transition where you decided that you wanted to be more plant based? So I left home um, after my levels. I moved okay. to Weymouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's where the National Sailing Academy is based. That was where all my training was. Yeah. So I moved there um, in the summer of two thousand and um, sixteen, seventeen, oh, yeah. something cool. like that. I yeah, can't yeah. Remember. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, now. yeah. And that was when I left home. I had full control of my meals. That was when I yeah, decided yeah. I wanted to do this properly. Yeah, and cool. That summer, yeah, it's really good. Meat's cheaper. Um, no, yeah, this is vegetarian. Vegetables are cheaper. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. definitely better than eating meat. I find it meat's quite inflammatory, if I'm honest. Yeah, interesting. I find that when I eat a lot of meat, I particularly dairy. Actually, I feel really quite sluggish, and like mm. I'm not as. And that's a common sharp. complaint. Mm, yeah, 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 really Pat- common, particularly uh, in athletes. And I think uh, a lot of uh, the uh, plant-based athletes that I've been following are more endurance style athletes and mm. they seem to be performing incredibly well. A lot well. of the Ironman, so the Ironman Worlds just happened and Patrick Langer, oh, right. um, I, th- I think that's how you say his name, Patrick <laughs> Langer. Yeah, well, he, he, a lot of the top few were definitely trialing. They've, they've said publicly they're trialing a plant-based diet. No way. Seriously working for them. Yeah. It's just, uh, recovery is better. Yeah. I mean, pretty hands down. Red meat is not good for you. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, quite a lot of studies been done on that recently. Yeah, yeah, I've read a lot of that as well. Have you watched uh, like Cowspiracy? Yeah, I watched Cowspiracy. Hell? I watched all of them. What the Health, uh, Fox Over Knives is the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All on Netflix, aren't they? Yes, so they're all on Netflix. Easy Check watching. Them out. 
Yeah, definitely. I really, the, the really, dude. yeah. So there's a little bit of pseudoscience in some of them. Yeah, no, well, there's true. quite a lot of pseudoscience <laughs> in what the health. But uh, if you if you look into some of the stuff they're saying, and you can filter out a bit mm. of the gobbledygook, then yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. No, it's it is fascinating. Uh, one of the biggest issues I have uh, with plant based is getting enough calories. Uh, to get around this, I try to supplement my diet with a lot of uh, like soya shakes. Um, okay. BCAAs and do you, do you do any of that? Yeah. So if you if you're looking for a good vegan protein that's not just soya based, because mm. there's some bad things about soya. My mum mm. always tells me I'm going to turn into a woman when I'm <laughs> soya. Like she's pretty. Yeah. So there's not so, there's some great not so great things about soya in terms mm. of um, uh, phytoestrogens and oh, like, right. increasing estrogen content. So definitely, if you want for a good plant based protein, uh, Amino Man is made by okay. Matt Lovell. He used to do um, he used to do. Uh, what did he used to do? He's done loads of stuff, but he did uh, England Rugby um, oh, cool. in 2003. Cool, cool, yeah. and, um, he's done loads of stuff recently, but it's pretty cool. And a lot of um, um, Olympic stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he makes this amino amount, which is like mostly pea protein. And, oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, complete brilliant. protein, but it's vegan and very, yeah. very little soy. It might be, maybe even no soy. It's um, good, oh, good stuff. I'll definitely have to look into that. I know that soy is particularly bad for deforestation because mm. we grow so much soy to feed cows. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. it's difficult to get a balance though. I feel like sometimes there's nothing you can eat because everything impacts yeah everything's bad. So then I just resort to um, not very vegan of me, but I've definitely resort to just normal whey protein, kinetic yeah, yeah, yeah. whey protein. Little uh, plug there. Yeah, great, yeah, great stuff. Dece, yeah. yeah, no. Um, and they have um. Uh, do you ever use one of those like the like thermo proteins, the one with the added uh, CLA, so it's like linoleic oh, yeah, acid yeah, yeah. and oh, a bit, yeah, bit of green them, yeah. tea and things, oh, yeah. things like that. Just huge, huge green tea drink. Oh, I, I can smashed, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, smash that. It's good literally, stuff, like good stuff. along with coffee, obviously. Yeah, like, next to a Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can't do anything in the morning without good coffee. Mm. Do you um, take any creatine or anything like that? Um, interesting that. So maybe this this Ooh, off season because my off okay. season's really big. Yeah, so course, I can yeah. fluctuate a lot and try and keep forward momentum. Maybe improve some, yeah, improve some power to weight ratio. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, this cool. Stuff, never before, never before. But I my brother heard. actually, he's just, he just left. Um, he just stopped windsurfing. Well, not okay. just stopped racing, and he started yeah, yeah. kite surfing. And okay. for them, they're all like the dudes who are kite surfing. It's uh, they kite surf racing because it's going to be in the next Olympics in oh, 2024. Awesome, it's awesome. awesome stuff. And it's like hydrofoils, hydrofoiling, right. kite surfing. So they go rapid. It's just <laughs> how much power can you hold in the hydrofoil? So they're getting yeah, yeah. huge. So he's properly on the creatine that matters. Yeah, he's I been talking imagine, to me yeah. about it. Yeah. Aim is like 90 kilos or something massive. And considering he's like, he's built very like me. So yeah, I'm six yeah. foot. Um, yeah, I'm like 184. Um, yeah, yeah, 184. Oh, cool. and 70 76 kilos yeah 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 uh josh is built really like me even a little bit lighter so he's he's, he's got he's, some he's serious bulking, bulking some yeah. Serious bulk. <laughs> yeah i i personally love creatine particularly because yeah. i do a lot of weight very explosive as well yeah yeah and i i noticed like my squat and my bench press just increased massively do you have I'm... much water retention uh a little bit um not enough to like for example if i'm cutting for a particular fight i might just not take creatine for a couple of weeks before just so that okay. that extra do, do weight you find it do you find the power goes down when you do that do you have uh, to have it to keep the power up or a little bit like it's it's i don't know the difference is maybe like a couple of kilos on mm. or whatever lift you're doing okay say that's bench. not a lot it's not huge yeah um 
but I actually find it really helps me recover, interestingly enough. Okay, um, and there cool. is there is actually evidence studies, yeah, to that. suggest that oh, creatine really helps. Oh, I'll look into it. Definitely, it was something to look into for this season, something to change mm. around and maybe put on a couple more kilos this yeah, season yeah, and yeah. then bring it down later on. No, exactly. And it like, worked really well with the nutritionist here last year. And is that got down Freddy, to proper yeah. Weight. yeah, Freddy was good. He's actually... Yeah. He's, He's got a proper job now, so he's not going with us anymore. But yeah, Freddie oh, Brown was fantastic. Yeah, no, he's a class, class man. And he works with a lot of boxers. And he does, he works yeah. With a lot all of kinds of... He does some MMA stuff as well, I think. Oh, does he? Yeah. He, I think he, 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 was, yeah, he works with a lot of fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, no, he, always comp- he always starts comparing to fighters and cuts. And yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Now, along with nutrition, and there's so much effort goes into preparing yourself for a competition. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you cope with the pressure? Because I know that I really struggle in this aspect where you put so much effort in and like like your ties with your family, they all understand what you're going through and your friends. Yeah. Do you find that difficult to deal with? So uh, I'd say you have to deal with it yourself. Mm. And you, you, I, I put it on myself. And you, yeah. my family are really supportive in this. Like the only pressure is the pressure that I put on myself. Okay. I put myself on a lot of pressure, especially this year wasn't so um i don't know if it's that productive i don't know maybe i'm not the best person to ask about this because i definitely <laughs> have problems with um yeah burning out and yeah yeah not for a long period of time i can get back on the horse yeah, get yeah. back on it but yeah I, i'm struggling a little bit with a knee injury at the moment so that's okay. kind of putting things back and yeah, it's yeah. a little bit frustrating and you just want to get training but yeah do you is there any methods that you uh try to like incorporate in your day-to-day life to help you stay positive and on top of these kind of things you have to plan for what you want to do. Okay. Um, so I'm planning my year next year. Okay. I'm planning on how, I'm, if I'm going to do more bike racing, mm. so maybe some more traffic. I want to do a full length Ironman. Sick. I think that'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Definitely the longer events suit me coming from. Yeah, yeah, well, on that background. From the age of, yeah, 12, I've been doing events that were five days long. So definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of old man pace. Got no, 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 ex- like that, no yeah. explosive power whatsoever. No, but it's good. Like, play to your strengths and like, you've clearly got a, you know, fundamental background in that kind of endurance. Yeah. I can um, see myself doing that in the future. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, do you struggle balancing training with social life and study? Um, at university, when I first came, definitely went. It swung hugely towards the social life, and then it swung yeah, yeah. hugely back. And it was, it yeah, was, yeah, there yeah. was there was a massive uh, variation. I think I'm getting it more into control. I'm, much, I think yeah. I'm getting getting old now so yeah yeah getting, a bit more mature thinking about too. things a bit more yeah yeah, thinking yeah. About things a bit more no i think i think that's particularly for me like being a student athlete uh is a massive difficulty yeah so you you don't you don't go out that much do you, you no no you so like i that. very rarely drink uh i probably i said drink more than i in my first year i was yeah. clean really as a whistle it? yeah like but i also think i was really miserable in my first year <laughs> like i missed out on a lot um i was purely you know training 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 but I actually think I'm a better athlete now because I've got more of a balance. And okay. uh, I mean, I still don't really go out yeah. half as much as the the average student, but definitely seem to, I don't know, enjoy things. You need you need your social time and you need definitely. some times to reset and you need some times to think about and just have some fun with your mates. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't have that, then for, for, I, re- I really struggle. That was one of the reasons going away for so long. I, mi- I genuinely miss my mates from home. I miss my oh, mates from yeah, uni. Yeah, yeah. I miss... I miss just being around people my own age yeah, who, are, yeah. who are having fun messing around with, you know? No, of course. And I think, uh, the, I think as humans, we don't, like, appreciate the value of just connecting with another human. Like, 
Hence why this podcast is just a nice yeah, opportunity. So just, yeah, just to sit down, chat about random stuff. Uh, and you get an insight into what the other person's doing. And I really, really enjoy that kind of yeah, aspect. That's great. Look, uh, back from creatine, um, oh, yeah. do you take any other supplements? Um, if, if you, you're not fully plant-based. You just have... So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm probably like 80, 90% plant-based. Okay. So I... Um, yeah, so we're similar. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that, that skirt yogurt. That's a little bit of my downfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. That. I've really smashed in this soy yogurt. I really, really yeah. like that. Yeah, because that's okay. really high protein. And being like, wanting to keep lean for weight categories mm. and stuff. Uh, I like to keep my carbs like low to medium-ish okay. in my diet. Um, Being an explosive sport, you don't actually use that many carbs. Like, no, exactly, yeah. yeah. Definitely, okay. And so I find that uh, soy protein for me is really useful because I can just bang loads of nuts, some fruits and berries. Uh, so it's relatively low carb, but yeah. soy itself obviously is very high in protein. There's a lot of fiber in Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That so that's thing, like so. a, it's kind of like a post-workout sort of snack that I have. It's roughly about, between 400 and 600 calories uh, and that's really useful but i also uh have got into the bca bccas bcaas that's the one branch chain amino acids (laughs) that's the one yeah yeah so so you have that as a shake uh so i have i have both the like the powder so the the shake-esque thing and it's got a bit of green tea extract so it's not a pre-workout per se but it's got the amino acids in it and some caffeine so yeah okay. i might smash that before uh, a gym workout okay. um and then uh i have the pills as well so oh wow okay so mainly just because i worry about not getting enough protein like a lot of athletes do um so i i usually take a pill in the morning for some like get some protein synthesis straight up in the morning when your mm. your cells need it waking up uh, and then I have my shake before the workout, just for, basically because mainly before the caffeine as well as the nutrition, because obviously you're breaking down muscle in mm. the training. But caffeine uh, reduces perceived uh, effort by like six yeah, percent. It's, it's massive. It's you can properly yeah. feel that as well. Yeah, yeah. So whenever yeah. we do like four minute road test, which yeah, is like course, our yeah. maximum test. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything like that, even just going for a ride, I always have an espresso or two three <laughs> yeah. yeah just really yeah i'm a big coffee yeah I, yeah i'm a huge I'm, I coffee think I'm addicted yeah I'm, I'm that's my biggest worry about coffee and this uh the amino shake is okay you're getting a lot of caffeine yeah, in loads of caffeine okay. and i have, how much how much caffeine is in that if you, do you know so um it's what is a uh, hundred milligrams of coffee and then 140 of green tea extract and then if I'm having... That's 100 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Of caffeine, okay. So, so like, that's like just a bit more than one espresso. One espresso is yeah, like yeah, 80, yeah. isn't it? Or something like that, yeah. That, that's like a double. I think yeah, yeah. Espresso. So like 80. I... Um, and then I have a coffee on top of it. And then... That's not too bad. As long it's as you're not going, too bad, under, yeah. Because some of that, some of the pre-workout stuff, the really nuclear oh, stuff, yeah, you yeah. have 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm tingling, tingling yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm shaking. I can't think straight. Have you oh, ever had this? Wait. You, you honestly can't put two thoughts together. And, yeah, literally. And I don't, I don't think that's very healthy. No, I think, well, they, they recommend that a maximum of 400 milligrams in a day. But if you have, let's say you have one of these shakes and then you have uh, like a, a coffee and you mm. might have a second coffee, you're dangerously close to that all the time. Mm. And then I start really affecting my sleep. 
Um, yes. And I'm I was just ask you about sleep. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Sleep is uh, for me like it's the big one. How many hours do you like to get? That's the crucial bit. I I'm a proper baby. Like I want like nine hours minimum. Minimum. Yeah, literally. I so I, I do really well off nine hours. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I do eight hours plus an hour for every hour of intense exercise. That's yeah, like yeah, my yeah. Thing. No, yeah, and that's that's so good. That's really professional because I, I so I I'll probably train for like two hours in the evening, but then I get back quite late. So um, you do all your training in the evening? Yeah, pretty much. Just because oh, a lot okay. of clubs and stuff, you know, a lot of other amateur athletes have full nine to five jobs, yeah. so you just have to squeeze yeah. it in at the end of the day. But as a result, I come home and I'm like. Buzzing, a little training. Bit yeah, yeah. Oh, I reckon that's yeah. I'm I'm sure it's really hard to get to sleep. Then. Yeah, and it, so I've uh, actually recently been incorporating like meditation and like cold showers. Okay. Um, cold showers really really effective. I think just because if you like super freeze your body, then being really cold just before bed really helps your body sort of fall into that deep sleep. Down a bit. Have you tried um. Uh, magnesium tablets i have actually so i, mean, I love those things they knock you out cold yeah, they're, they're yeah. great so um i i have a little bit of problem with neck stiffness okay cool. um from just being pulled over my whole life my yeah i can imagine yeah yeah just yeah windsurfing it's like climbers get it as well you're just mm. struggling to look around oh yeah well, don't struggle to look around but, 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 <laughs> not that bad yeah <laughs> but if you if i'm windsurfing a lot and there's a, like a training period i get really tight neck and that it does it does something to a nerve i don't know some nerve ending in my yeah, yeah, yeah. in my back and it means i get really weird hand like my a weird forearm pain in my arms no way well, in my arms in my forearms yeah 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 and um yeah it's a little bit strange so definitely um uh, the only way I could sort it out was one rolling my neck with one of those peanut things. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's uh, one of those things take everywhere with you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. in my bag at the moment. Take oh, it no everywhere. Way. Yeah, and uh, second thing is um, magnesium tablet. Oh Just sweet, before yeah. Before bed, yeah. so you don't. I don't go to bed really, really stiff. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, um, do you do a lot of mobility then? Because surely yeah. you're, you're that posture, particularly yeah. with cycling as well. Trying to, trying to. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. looking a stretching man. No, no, I just proper really, flexible. <laughs> I find it just really therapeutic. Like for yeah. me, it's like a, a w- good way to w- wind down. Or I, I swear by touching my toes every morning. Like, I yeah, don't know. no, I'm with you there. If especially after running is an absolute killer. So mm. doing a bit more Ironman and triathlon yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like this. Yeah, running. After, a day after a run, I have to touch my toes. Yeah. Like, no honestly, you have just... to do a stretch. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you'll spend like two, three, four days. And then you get to a point where your back or your, your hamstrings mm. really are so stiff. You yeah, just can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. how did it get, how did my, how did it get so stiff? It's just, it's the run that you did on Monday impacting <laughs> how you can walk on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's really strange. No, it's interesting you say that. I, I find I do the same, but especially with like busy uni life where, you train and then mm. you sit down at a laptop for an hour and it just mangles your body. It's so bad. Really tight hip flexors. Yeah, hip flexors and, are killing me. Yeah. No, um, so you do a lot of foam rolling stuff. Do you, how do you find that the cross training benefits your windsurfing? Is it more the actual training itself or just the change of scene and breaks up the tedium or anything like that? Well, it's kind of necessity really because it's getting really cold now. Yeah, of course. And the yeah. water's getting really cold. <laughs> and you, you don't want to be doing that many hours on the water yeah, in general yeah. so and i can't get to weymouth that easily it's a two two and a half hour drive from yeah, here yeah it's okay to do on a weekend but you don't really want to be going during mm. the week miss a lot of uni work yeah i can imagine so i mean training two days a week or training like five six yeah, days yeah. a month is not really 
conducive to a good course, yeah. a- athletic career <laughs> yeah so definitely have to do something else and yeah i find the gym extremely boring yeah it's interesting like i find gym ebbs and flows like there are some times when i'm really enjoying lifting the weights and other times like yeah i'm just like oh, that's a dumbbell it's just so <laughs> dull literally yeah yeah so i, I really I do I do enjoy the cycling and the, there's a there's a strange team aspect in cycling which I never oh, yeah. never imagined before I came to right, university yeah. because cycling is a team mm. you're a team sport even at the Tour de France the highest level one guy wins the Tour de France but one whole team wins it as yeah, well yeah of course yeah. which I think is that's really like it's it's, it's yeah, something yeah. else it's something nice and uh, you mentioned climbing earlier yes. is that more of a hobby or yeah do you just like... a hobby yeah I, yeah I live on Portland now in okay. Weymouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's the island off way, and that is fantastic for sport climbing. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's like the absolute mecca. Man, you need to come down sometime. Yeah, come dude, down. I'd yeah. love to. It's like, yeah. And in the summer, when the waters warm, obviously, <laughs> you can, um, at high tide, you can actually go dewater soloing no, in some places sick. off the side, which is really cool. Bit yeah, sketchy, yeah. but yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great fun. Yeah. Is that uh, mainly like bouldering or outdoor climbing, or was it indoor climbing? Out, as well? Outside, outside. So it's a, no it's a way, massive dude. rock. It's like a yeah, quarry. Yeah. So the whole no, thing is sick. a quarry with a prison in the middle. <laughs> like it's a weird island but That's it's sweet. it's really cool like there's the sailing academy down by um portland harbour and then yeah. the whole of the sides is just it's a sheet cliff for most of the yeah, sides around you feel like you're in, in i was gonna say you feel like you're in yosemite you don't feel <laughs> like you're in yosemite because there's a lot of sea nearby yeah yeah and it doesn't look as cool but yeah, still yeah. it's really it's pretty fantastic you're looking chesil beach from chesil beach you look oh, up yeah, yeah. and it's just it's sheet cliff all the way around that's so there's, sick. The, yeah, there's yeah. so many routes. They fill the whole climbing. book with the routes that you can do on. No way. Yeah, and it's oh, sport sweet. climbing, so it's um, ropes, and you just yeah, click yeah, all yeah. the way up. Legit there's, stuff. Yeah. There is um, there are hooks already on there, so no, it's sick. Yeah, and you can boulder some of it if you want to, if you want oh, to fall cool, into yeah. the water. Yeah, of course. And yeah. there's bits in land where you can boulder as well. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I, I absolutely love climbing. I think it's just like the perfect amalgamation of physical exertion, but using your body to work out these like puzzles yeah definitely um yeah climbing in a gym i think takes some of it away yeah but it's still great Mm, yeah yeah definitely you you, you have to think about things and i i don't like well sometimes i like doing sport for the sake of doing sport yeah of course but i'm not a big fan of it yeah yeah the 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 closest i get is uh interval session on the bike okay inside Mm. where it's a little bit mind numbing, but you have yeah, to yeah. you have to realize why you're doing it yeah, for me to do it because I don't like doing stuff for the sake of doing it. That's really interesting because I feel when my motivation is the lowest is when training becomes like a job or a chore. Yeah, okay. but whenever yeah. I see your style of training, I almost get the impression you wouldn't do it, do it if you just didn't think it was the most fun thing ever like, yes it's got to be fun it's yeah, got to be yeah. enjoyable you've got to have some reason to want to do it beyond the fact that i just want to win the next competition yeah yeah because if you just want to win the next competition you're not going to put in the hours it takes mm, to yeah, get yeah. there and there's a lot of hours yeah there's a lot that yeah, goes yeah, on behind yeah, the scenes there's a lot a of lot organization of yeah, yeah i spent like most of yesterday just working out how i'm going to fund the next year like, there's so much time basis yeah, yeah. around everything and you make a lot of um uh, you make a lot of sacrifices, and, of course, yeah. and it's not just the sacrifices you can see on the surface. Mm, and I you think sacrifice social life at uni potentially. Yeah, of course, yeah, you sacrifice yeah. a lot of things. Do you ever worry that windsurfing becomes a part of our part of your identity that you couldn't live without? Does that ever? Yeah, all the time. Really interesting. Because would you worry about that with fighting? Hundred percent, hundred percent. In fact, like this uh, this year, I'm doing my masters, and I mm. want to 
take a step back. What's your master's in, by the way? Uh, Biology. biology. Yeah, so I've just continued straight biology, but I'm more looking at the uh, ecology. So I'm actually doing my project in how uh, you feed nanomaterials such as caffeine or pesticides and stuff to bees and how that affects their foraging. Um, It's really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting because obviously we have massive food security things. So looking at natural pesticides to help improve crop yields, but also making sure that those organic fertilizers aren't toxic to bees. And so then Mm. we can actually encourage bee populations. So bees are a big issue. Yeah, yeah. So like... It's something bees like, are dwindling, aren't they? Yeah, massively. massively. There's like a eighty percent decline in That's all flying crazy. insects. Like, yeah. When you think of what I'm gonna start sounding really hippie now, but when <laughs> you think of what we've done to the planet, it's a little bit scary. Oh, I know, dude. Like particularly I was thinking like I always find there's a there's a kind of hippie vibe to mm. windsurfing surfing. Mm, and I yeah. feel like you get that with climbing as well. Yeah, true, you true. Get a lot of people smoking weed in <laughs> Yeah. Thoroughly like thinking beyond themselves. And it's really uh, it's quite quite a spiritual thing where people like they in the, in those communities particularly really care for the environment i think when you spend a lot of time outside and yeah, you see things true. like that so i have a, i have mates who went to rio for the last olympics and they oh, went yeah. there to go training there and they yeah, said the yeah. water is disgusting really yeah so i have a so uh bryony shaw um, yeah yeah the, the way i'm saying this is fantastic um <laughs> that she went to the olympics um in rio okay and she hit a plastic bag like no i think she, she hit a couple of plastic bags yeah, going yeah, upwind yeah. and oh, um man. that just slows you down like yeah, really yeah, yeah. properly slows you down you get them wrapped around your fin they, mm, they didn't yeah. show it on camera they quickly cut away but um dorian the guy who won the men's um uh, dorian van reiser by the dutch dude okay he's fan he's fantastic windsurfer and he nearly didn't well he didn't nearly not win but he because he won by a substantial margin <laughs> okay. in the end but it was looking doubtful that he was going to be up there the first the first day and that was yeah. purely because he was hitting rubbish in the water oh my god the, like they cut away from it but you can you see him try and clear his fin of yeah, rubbish yeah. and that that should not be happening yeah yeah in like in something horrendous. that matters so much to yeah, people yeah, you yeah. spend four years working for it or i mean yeah by the yeah. time you've got to that stage you're spending 20 years working yeah for it yeah and of course yeah then you're hitting plastic bags in the water. I think that's really sad. That, that is really sad. And I think... Bryony's um, boyfriend was going around in a fishing boat, lifting bag, uh, bags oh out of the water really? and like with a, with, a, with a trawler himself trying to clear it. That's horrendous. They was, they was, it was so bad. It was it's so a bad. shame that's not like more known about because I think mm. because you're in that environment and you, you, as you say, you spend so much time outside, you experience that firsthand mm. and you, you feel like more of a connection. But... For example, I spend my entire life inside, like I yeah. find a dojo or in a gym or whatever. But it's I'm disconnected from that, and so I only hear it through you know news articles and things. So I think but we need to pay more attention to that in it's order true. to. That's why Planet uh, Planet Earth um, is fantastic. Yeah. Oh. What a documentary! Because what what they've done there is they've taken proper issues and mm. they've spread it around they've spread it to vast vast audiences that are, like sharing things on facebook doesn't yeah really yeah get. and i think it's the cinematography is really given to yeah it's given a whole definitely. new lease of life to this like we are putting plastic in the water mm, this yeah, is a yeah. problem it's, it's horrible please can people fix it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, uh, it's not right it's uh i also think that being in a university in a education system where you're constantly at the forefront of knowledge i think you do appreciate that more a bit just because of like you have particularly our generation where we have got you know 50 years to 
fix everything and it's looking doubtful. So yeah, I think it's important that we really hit home that message a bit more. Yeah, I think at uni you you want to you want to learn things and mm. there's definitely learning things about the environment and about people people have a more inclination to try things new at university yeah, than you yeah. would ever have in your entire like take up a cause that's the that's the yeah, typical yeah. go to university yeah, yeah take yeah. up a cause become a communist i don't know <laughs> do something yeah and yeah. a lot of people i think have decided that their cause i mean rightly so should be should be the planet and yeah and the environment yeah and stopping uh, plastic yeah and yeah seas. uh change the subject what are you studying here at i do university? mechanical engineering oh yeah of course yeah yeah and do you hope to use that after uni yeah 100 percent. yeah so, um uh, I actually did a year in industry before I came to university. It was I like a little excuse for me to uh, move to Weymouth properly yeah, and cool. actually earn my living. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great. It was great fun. I worked for um, uh, a marine, um, like, naval company. And oh, right. Okay. And, but they taught me how to, like, um, computer design modeling yeah, and things yeah. like this. And it was great fun. Uh, but I got to design Hydrofalls. Oh, just sick. in my spare time, which no is way. so much fun. That's unreal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and uh, doing, like, um, finite element analysis, which is where you... Um, use the CAD model to detect where you're going to have stress spots yeah, and yeah. how much lift you're going to get on the foil. Oh and God, it support really you. It's really, no, it's really good fun. But I'd never have been able to do that if I didn't have this interest in, in engineering, which yeah, I do. And I think, that, I think it's great. I've got friends. I've got a friend who just finished his degree in uh, naval architecture. Okay. I think it was naval architecture. Either naval, yeah, naval. I think naval architecture, not boat building. Naval, architecture. <laughs> yeah. And now he works for a Swedish windsurfing company. All he does every day is design windsurf boards. Oh my god, and he loves sick. it. Designs yeah, them, yeah. gets the prototypes, goes out testing them. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's a one man show, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's such a cool job. So something like that in the future, something that's working with something that I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Do you? I mean, like like me, I'm sure have a fear that you losing university and having that all gone and the free time sort of much more reduced with a full-time mm. job that will sacrifice or impede on your windsurfing i think it will 100 percent. yeah i mean how's yours how have you found yours with uh with your masters because that's a full-time job yeah i mean me that's, that's that's pretty yeah legit. i mean in my mind i've pretty much put uh kickboxing on the back pedal and mm. i'm actually trying to as you do uh, a lot more cross training just to mainly because now like I have less time to train the training I want to do is just get a bit more experimental so I'm training a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu doing more climbing um I'm really really enjoying That's that fantastic yeah and I think uh post uni I don't really know what I'm going to do to us I'm very much you know have that sort of, yeah exactly I mean ideally uh I'm going to keep keep kickboxing and keep I'm uh, really enjoying the Brazilian jiu-jitsu so I might pursue that a bit more That's great but um, well, what's the next level for you now? I don't know what level you're so, fighting at, what you're doing at the so, moment. So, yeah, well, obviously, uh, the, the professional kickboxing is very, very limited. Um, and I don't think that's something I'd like to do. I think that's more, uh, I think there's, you know, you have to be a very special person to go into professional kickboxing. Uh, I'm like getting kicked in the head a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not the most <laughs> enjoyable thing in the world. But yeah, for me, I have no idea, really. Like, um, I might set up my own club one day. Um, I'm really enjoying teaching at the university. Oh, That's great. been a lot of fun. Uh, not as regularly as I'd like to. The kickboxing but... club at uni is, seems to be exploding. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's I was... crazy this year. Like, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about it until I met you last year. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, like, 
I think four of my mates from last year have joined. And oh, I'm like, really? wow, this is so cool. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Yeah. Advertising and they're awesome, yeah, yeah. awesome. I, it's mad. Like I, uh, I taught a class the other week. Um, and normally, like last year, it was like eight to 12 people. This time, it was 60 people. <laughs> was How did they all fit in the room? Well, that was the thing. Was a, <laughs> I had to do it like groups of five to make sure everyone's all right. That's but, great. Yeah. How's, is there a windsurfing society at Bristol? There is, there is. Oh, a yeah. society, not a sports club. So, oh, yeah, okay. it's very much um, it's a casual thing, yeah, social yeah, yeah. thing. It's really good fun. Like, a oh, awesome. great group of people. And a lot of people learn to windsurf at university. I didn't know yeah, this yeah. before I came to university. No way, that's but sick. so many people, we have like, 50% of our intake every year are complete beginners. No, that yeah. that's must be so exciting. It's great. For for the club as a whole, we have mm. people who've come through and within two years, they're going and teaching in Greece in the summer. No, that's is, incredible. amazing thing about water sports and uh, uh, cycling as well. So you can go and do, like you can go do a, a season in the summer, work yeah, for yeah. like Nielsen or something. No, um, and you just spend the whole summer on some beach somewhere. That's unreal. Just teaching that's people. That's so cool. And it's a great job. But a friend just coming back from it now, he's been out since... Oh, ages like beginning of June, he yeah, left yeah. and he's coming back in a couple of weeks. He had a great time. No way, dude. That's literally the sixth thing. Like, um, so where do you think, uh, or where what do you aim for in your, I don't know, career in windsurfing? Well, the aim has to be the Olympics. Okay, that's the ultimate goal. Twenty twenty, yeah. Twenty twenty, or potentially twenty twenty four. It'd be in okay, Paris cool. in twenty twenty four. The oh, the, cool. th- the difficult thing about twenty twenty is the qualification. I met, um I didn't qualify in the first qualification series. Okay. So that was this summer. All right. Um and the second qualification series they open up a few more uh, yeah, spots. Yeah, so we yeah. had we had 12 for the first one. So 12 nations qualified okay. and then we'll have another eight nations will qualify in the world this year which will be in Italy in oh, September. Right. Awesome. Lovely venue. Lake Garda yeah, is yeah. It's like my favorite place to go sailing. Oh, sweet. That's so that'll good. be great. That'll yeah. be really good fun. But if I don't qualify then then it will be back burner until 2024. Yeah, it should yeah. be in Paris. So yeah, Maybe, I think the windsurfing will end up being in Marseille. Okay, which and, is cool. And you obviously you'll be a bit older there, probably a bit more, a lot experience, more experienced. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that's the thing about these sports. Like, time is so important. Yeah. Like, it is all about timing and all all the other little factors that combine. I, I think to perform really well at something where you have to travel and you mm. have to go and do it, you, you, the professional route or the semi-professional yeah, route yeah. is really pretty much the only the only option yeah, unless you have a university that's right but unless you have a university or a job that's right by the sea mm. um somewhere where you can win stuff all year round like gran canaria if yeah, you worked, yeah if you worked for a, for a company in gran canaria right by the sea no. you can make it work and i have a friend who does just that no and way. he makes it work and it's great that's yeah. sick that's really really sick um what age is like do people peak in windsurfing so you you'll probably peak because it's very much there's a tact there's a big tactical aspect to it okay and an endurance side so your um your endurance uh get me wrong i might be wrong about this but i think your prime for endurance is between like 22 and 28 or something okay cool yeah yeah between their people mature at different rates but something like that for endurance basis and yeah yeah it just gets better as you get older as you're yeah yeah, endurance sport um so what starts to give is your back your knees just yeah, yeah So it's quite tough on, especially your shoulders and your back. You, yeah, yeah, you have to reduce the volume if you want to keep going for a long period of time. I can imagine. I think nowadays people are training a lot smarter. Yeah, and I think as a result, athletes are pushing that age boundary quite significantly, oh, massively, massively. That's really interesting. Do you? Uh, you mentioned you have a, a bit of a knee problem at the moment. Have yeah. you 
like struggled with injuries in the past? No. So this, uh, so I obviously have my, I have a neck issue, which mm. is sort of recurring. And yeah, yeah. But that's something that I need to keep on top of. That's just tight neck. Yeah, yeah. Tight neck equals forearm pain. It's it's like something okay. that I know happens now. It took okay. me a while to to get that, but that happens now, and I know this. So that's you can work with. But then the knee problem is just from running a bit too fast, a bit too far, oh, okay. a bit too quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um coming from not running very much and then yeah yeah just doing iron man's left right yeah (laughs) well i'm gonna be rubbish at sprints and super sprints and i'm a a little bit bad and i don't like doing i don't like racing if it's gonna be if i'm not gonna be that good at it yeah yeah yeah. just just like uh genetically i'm not gonna be that good at it yeah of course iron man is definitely my distance no that's cool man it's um, it's really i have to build up gradually is what i'm trying to say yeah well exactly i think you know no one can uh jump in the deep end completely but but um, yeah, have you got any advice for anyone getting into windsurfing or juggling a sport with university? So I'd say take your university years and don't throw them away. Mm. Like you, know, you don't get these years back. No, you yeah. can always you can always go training. You can always have fun. But, but yeah, that's the important thing. As soon as it starts becoming like a chore to go and do your sport, then you have to reevaluate whether you want to go do your sport. Brilliant. Well, uh, Matt, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah, thanks, having Connor. you on the show. Um, and I look, maybe we'll do another one in the future. Yeah, that'd be great. Definitely going to go climbing sometime. But yes, yeah. man. We'll All go right. climbing. And mate, you've got a really nice vegan cafe right next door. We yeah, yeah. Go. We'll, go yeah we'll go for a coffee or something there. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Connor. Cheers. If you'd like to get involved, uh, get in touch with me through Instagram at CJBanny. Uh, we can discuss about getting you on the show. Awesome. Till next time, guys.